Hey, this is Brian Covey, Vice President of Regional Production over at Loan Depot. If you want to learn more on how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the VP of production at Lone Depot and podcast host of The Brian Covey Show, Brian Covey. We get into how you may have the soft skills or sales skills, but with coaching, you can have a whole other world that will lift you beyond. Brian talks about why you need to take action today to separate yourself from mediocrity. And Brian explains why you should give thoughtful feedback on social to the people you want to surround yourself and work with. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we've got the VP of production at Lone Depot, the host of the podcast, The Brian Covey Show. Brian Covey. Brian, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Brandon. What's happening? Not much. Not much. Hey, when the listeners realize all the amazing value that you're bringing today, and they want to reach out to you either personally or through social to learn more, maybe even work with you, what's the best place or what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, so a couple places. One, we're just uh, rebranding and we're relaunching my website. So pretty easy, www.briancovey.com. And then very active over on Instagram. Somebody had taken my name, Brian Covey. So I had to put the Brian Covey in there so it could be me. Wow. So it was either the Brian Covey or real Brian Covey. I love how it's like the or real or whatever it is. Yeah. Although somebody took my name and I kept trying to think, well, if I go with Brian and my middle initials A, well, Brianna was also taken, but that would be confusing to some people. So I said, no, we got to get something, guys. And uh, so the was not taken. So we rolled with the Brian Covey. All right. And that'll be in the show notes below. We'll make it super easy uh, for people to be able to find you. So, all right, let's dive into this. You know, our ability to learn and have access to different people has drastically changed, in my opinion, over the last five, 10 years. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks, teachers, friends, family, our coworkers, just the world that was around us. But that's only a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Wow. So I grew up playing sports and most of kind of my backstory of traveling Olympic team and, and playing college and professional and I realized then you're around great people. So you always leveled up to the level of people you played around. So I always tried to get around older kids, people that were better than me playing at a higher level. And the same has been true. You, know, you think about how social media has really been the number one game changer for myself. And I'll say 2020 was the year that I've connected up with over 20 that I can like literally write down their names, people that I've never met. And imagine this, people that have had a tremendous impact on my life. I followed on social media. I've never met them in person. And so I just say our access to people that can make a difference in our life, that we can learn and grow from, and that are doing things that we want to do at a higher level has never been easier. And so that was an intentional play when we launched the podcast. And that was an intentional play when we went into kind of the lockdown mode of 2020 is I wanted to connect up with great people. And so I leveraged social quite a bit, sending DMs. I'm very active, commenting and engaging 
in people's posts that I feel like there's alignment there and that I want to be friends with, or if nothing else, just add value to their life and I'll be able to learn from them as well. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. You know, 2020, just a, a year for the, uh, for the ages, maybe to say the least, but it really did allow us, and we'll get into it in a little bit, you know, to accomplish things a little bit differently and actually still attack and be on offense, but connect with people that we probably didn't really think were accessible. And then people had just a little bit more free time <laughs> than what we realized. And if you, if you leveled up during that period of time, you were able to have conversations that you might not have had before. Uh, you know, the amount of information that's out there, it's, it's, it's mind numbing really at the end of the day. And it can be kind of confusing all the different platforms, resources that we have access to. Some people, they learn through masterminds, coaching, online courses, accountability, you know, buddies. There's a lot of ways to learn, obviously. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you reach out and connect with them? Probably over the last 12 to 18 months, I would have to... David Meltzer is probably one of the very top. Dave? Um, yeah. As you know, yeah, Lee Steinberg and obviously Jerry Maguire movie and all that was filmed after the firm he's at. Uh, just an interesting guy on many, many levels. Um, everything from how he practices gratitude, also his story, not giving away too much, but how basically he'll tell you he lost millions and millions of dollars that most of us never... Um, most people in the world never even earned that much, but was able to then rebuild it. And, um, and a dad, family man, run successful businesses, doing some cool stuff. I would say David's up there at the top. Another interesting one that I found online as well, and I don't remember how Anthony Trucks and I got connected. He played in the NFL for years and just absolutely blew my mind of, he talks about identity. And a lot of us hear about mindset and some things there. And he's got something that's very practical. We had him on the show and I was on his show. I uh, got to meet him actually. So this is one of the few people that I connected with last year, but I actually got to meet while he came into Nashville um, and was just, I'll tell you what, it was incredible. And so uh, I could go on and on about Anthony, but huge, huge supporter of his. And the last one I just connected up with, we had on the show was Steve Weatherford. If you know about Steve, obviously he was a, a Super Bowl winner, kicker in the NFL for 10 plus years. They actually beat you know Tom Brady and the Patriots um, years ago when he's on the Giants. But with his faith and his family and some things he's doing on a very cool level um, with his King's Council and some of that and how he's bringing people together in this time and really equipping them with the tools to win. I'd say those three for different reasons would, would be in the top right now. When you mentioned Steve, I'm like, I played golf with him a few years, you know, many years ago, probably over, you know, 10 years or so ago. And it was for a charity event. And there was two NFL guys. He was one of them. And uh, Steve was there just such a gracious individual, handsome as heck. Let me tell you, you know, he really takes care of himself. Uh, but uh, he's been into some amazing things in the coaching realm from what I've been told. And then Dave, you know, he tells a story. I say often, but you know, he made it, he lost it, had to go to his mom, I think even and say, Oh, by the way, some of the, th and then, you know, made it again. So Dave's, uh, uh, you've got two out of three people and I'm sure the third person's amazing, but that I know of in some form of capacity. So love, uh, love hearing that, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about the, the, the pandemic, not, we didn't get into detail, but what you were able to accomplish during it. And I think a lot of the times we get stuck and we don't know how to execute what's inside our set. It's like, you know, uh, you can't see the picture through the frame. You can't see the tree through the forest. But with the pandemic, to me, it's causing a reset in how we can accomplish things and get unstuck. How have masterminds and coaching in that world that we're talking about, how they helped you get unstuck to reset yourself when you're looking to accomplish something new? Oh, I love that. And I'm a huge believer in coaching is coming up through sports. I was always fortunate to have great coaches and, and mentors around. Even early in my, my career in finance and banking and, and real estate, I learned that I didn't have it all figured out. Like 
you may have some of the soft skills and some sales skills, but having coaches in your corner has been vital. And even throughout the pandemic, I think what we learned is we had more access to people. You could join online courses for a lot cheaper. You could do these Zoom calls and you could connect up with people. You really got out of it what you put into it. And so I heard one camp over here, excuses. Wow, we don't have face-to-face events anymore. And I can't do this and I can't do that. And woe is me. Uh, A ton of BS basically being thrown around and excuses as to why they couldn't find a coach or a mastermind to be a part of. What I found was actually a whole other world that was the next level I needed to be engaged with that I connected up with some of those people and some higher level players, as I mentioned, some of them there, but there's a whole other group that I connected up with and I was intentionally joining. I was spending money. I'm a huge believer and I put my money where my mouth is in this one where I pay for coaching. I pay for masterminds. I go on some of these retreats and all of that because look, I know breakthroughs happen when you're around people and you put yourself in a situation that you're vulnerable. You can learn, you can grow, you can be around other people, you know, men and women that they're on the same journey as you. Reality is some of them have things figured out in your life that you need to figure out. And for me to accelerate that is what I want to do. I need to be in proximity to those people. And I've always just adopted that proximity as power. And I will tell you, you Brandon, I signed up for several of those and they could have been a seven-day challenge, four-week challenge, all of those different things because it tapped into my competitive juices and some of that. So not only did I have a coach that was helping me with like culture and recruiting, because that's a big part of what we do. We had a coach that was helping us with sales skills, blocking and tackling, fundamentals of prospecting and all of that. But then we even brought in some other coaches. Last year, we realized you know, health and wellness was not as much of a focus for our team. And many of us could have worked ourselves into the ground. So we would bring on coaches that have expertise, mainly around mental health and physical health. Because if you don't get those right, you make all the money in the world. But if your health isn't right and your mental state is not right, you will not be... <laughs> the best for yourself and for your family and for your team. And so we invested in those areas strategically. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad we did because this year we're seeing the dividends, right? The fruits of that investment. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, the biggest, best investment. And I know you come from a, a, um, a world of, you know, housing market, but I still think better than the stock market, better than the housing market. I'm in both of those is the investment that you invest in yourself. The ROI, you can't control those two. There's so many outside factors, but the ROI on yourself to put your money where your mouth is, to put your money back into yourself and invest in someone else, hands down, best investment you'll ever find out there. Now, I will say it can be confusing. There's a lot of clutter and over a $50 billion a year industry, coaching, masterminds, mentorship, you know, and that's one of the things that the success finder, the, the company that we just launched this year is helping with, but still look at the fruits of your labor. You didn't look like, Hey, I'm going to invest thousand dollars. And within 30 days, I need to see my money back or $5,000 in 30 days. Yeah. You said over the last year, now you have seen the fruits of those labors pay off and that's so key. So I just, I still sit there and say, invest in yourself. And in speaking of investments, you know, in the world of masterminds, they've, they've been around for a pretty long time, if you think about it. The first one probably was the apostles in some form or fashion. Right. And then right. Benjamin Franklin, he creates the Junto Club or the leather, leather Apron Club. And then this guy by the name of Napoleon Hill writes a book. And I think it was, you know, a hot minute ago, almost 100 years ago, he wrote this book almost now. As there continues to be a huge boom in self-education, masterminds, mentorship, tacticians. Where do you see the parallels going between standard education being university, college, and self-education going forward? Is I can only speak from like my experience. I've got a five-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 14-year-old. And I would tell you like we are absolutely educating them differently where 
we only have the schools that they have there. We've got them in sports because I think there's some some things that can be learned and lessons from that as well. But I'm sharing a lot of the books and the lessons that I've learned, right? And I'm a big, huge fan, of course, of Stephen Covey and Seven Habits. They now have kids' books that they didn't have when when we were growing up. And so getting them educated on what I call street smarts and helping them understand not only things about real estate that I was never taught as a kid, but we opened our daughter just turned 14. She's got her own checking account. We're teaching her how to balance how money works, how, how do credit cards work, how do you buy a home, and things that are not really taught in schools today. And I'm also walking her through my journey is because mine was not this straight path like most people. It didn't just have this, right? It has this up and down, up and down. And then in 2007, 2008, absolutely rock bottom where the market crashed, lost my job, everything. I want her to know all of that as experience. And I think we grew up in an era that our parents, just my, both my parents worked extremely hard, grinding multiple um, career changes for my dad to get to where he was. But one of those where I just saw them work hard, like their work ethic was second to none, but I never really understood what they did, how they got there. Why did you choose this? So I'm opening up. So I think the parallels between them are you need to go to school to learn the, the fundamentals and the things that you need to learn from the school. But I also think there's, as a parent, I believe it's my responsibility. My wife and I are on the same page with this of how do we educate them just on street smarts and life and things that I want them to be able to make choices and decisions well and know how they're making decisions when we're not around. Because look, I'm very well aware that my daughter goes to college in like less than five years and I'm not always there to make decisions. So I think teaching people to think, and there's a lot, I think there's a movement around this right now, not just for adults, but for kids. How can we reteach people how to think? Don't just take the news or what you see online and social media and take it for fact. What's your opinion? What are your questions about it? I want them to question things and we use the word in our family a lot, be very curious. I want you to be curious about things and ask questions so that you can understand possibilities that are out there. And I think that that's where we come in as a parent. Um, it's my job. And guess what? I get to learn as much as I'm giving, right? And it's a two-way street with that relationship. Yeah, that's the amazing thing. We've got a six-year-old and I, I still sit there and say, I learn more from him than he can probably ever learn from me. Now, if he wants to be a doctor, nurse, an engineer, something like that, I want him to go get that piece of paper. Okay. I really want him operating me on me. But if he's yes. looking, depending on whether it's sales, it's marketing, it's, you know, bank, whatever it is, I, I want him to kind of maybe utilize a different path. But I love what you said in one of the statements that you made curiosity. Curiosity doesn't kill. Curiosity moves the needle. Comfort kills. And the minute you become comfortable, you won't see what's coming around the corner. So keep that curiosity high. And I think having children has allowed me to continue my curiosity to where for a period of time, I'm like, just really kind of stopped being curious. So such a, such an amazing thing. I love how you're doing that with the, with the kids. So, you know, I feel that people have a way of surprising us from time to time, whether it's the grit, the grind, their willingness to learn, you know, we're, we're still going through some form of a pandemic. Um, but I'd love to hear a success story of someone that has worked with you or has listened to your podcast. And because of, of what you, you know, because of what they learned from it, what was the outcome? And you were just kind of like a surprise moment in, in that with someone that's worked with you before. Probably the biggest surprise I had, I'll, I'll share. We got together with our team and the podcast was really designed around bringing great guests on and having them share their experience and really their failures. We use this tagline, Empowered by Failure. And every guest that comes on typically shares some type of setback, failure, um, obstacle, just how they've overcome adversity. And they also give you the tactics and things with it. And so several of those guests, instead of just picking one, I'll share with you overall, it's what created when we turned the book into Conversations with Covey, because these 10 guests, and I have a chapter as well, these 10 guests were the ones that I got the most feedback on. 
And it's everything from being first generation in your family to move to the United States, you don't speak any English, to falling on your face and filing bankruptcy and you lose everything, to being diagnosed with having a brain tumor and cancer at 42 years old, I believe he was, um, and a dad and a family and all this, to being one of the first female entrepreneurs in her family and launching her own company and how she did that. And some of these stories that you'll hear were, were just tremendous value, not only for myself, but I'm, I'm getting feedback now. That's why we launched the book was I wanted everybody to be able to find their story within other people's stories. And it was easy just to read a small, like almost TED Talk in a condensed version. So if you didn't like to listen to podcasts, you didn't want to hear the whole episode, you just wanted like cut to it, tell me their story, let me see if I connect with them and give me some actionable items. We created that. So I'd say that was the thing that came out overall. And there's stories within the stories, Brandon, that we learned. People receive information in different ways. They may want to listen to it, join the podcast. Great. We've got all that for you. But a lot of people still want to read and they still want that book in their hand. And we want to be able to impact them in that way. But tell you, there were a lot of stories that were through that. The one that I realized that was kind of a byproduct of this is our current team. So obviously, I lead a team, a couple hundred people with all of our sales and operations and all that. And some of the stories that they reached out and they were like, Brian, you have no idea how much this made an impact or this inspired me here. You know, I can relate to this. My family had the same thing and all that. I think that's where by not sharing our gifts and our talents and our stories and giving that back to the world, we're depriving the world and ourselves of making an impact. And so I stepped out, had no idea how to write a book, had no idea how to do a podcast, any of that stuff. I was like, we're going to do it. But as a result, now I have people, I'm sure like you do, asking me how to write a book. They've got that on their heart and they want to figure out how to do it. I've got people asking how to do a podcast. Had I not gone through that and learned some of the lessons and made some errors as I was doing it, um, but I got it out. And so now I feel like I'm able to, to help and serve other people. So I'd say that's, that's the biggest ones. You know, all the results and scoreboard stuff, that's great, right? The team's setting records and doing all that and they're having fun, but changing lives is changing lives. And that, that to me is eternal. So I'm going to keep down that path. Yeah, no, absolutely. Love that. And, you know, someone decides, let's say someone wakes up and they, they've, been, they've been digesting what you've been putting out there with the podcast, with the book, the other areas. And they're like, I really want to work with Brian. What, what is your superpower, your super strength when they come to you and they're like, here is my problem. I need help with this. And they're like, I want you to guide me, coach me through this. What should they expect when they get to work with Brian? So I love this was coined the other day. Um, and I shared earlier with that tagline, empowered by failure. So if you're someone that's ever fallen flat on your face, made a huge error, been fired from your job, been cut from the team, been told you'd never be as successful as your dreams and things are and what they get with me is pretty interesting because the competitive side of where I came from, I, I bring this unique blend that I've been told. And this is kind of something that we've we've started to to coach on and everything is there's a dichotomy of persistence and patience that I believe I bring. The patience comes from my parents, honestly. My dad's a Christian psychologist. My mom worked 30 years in the same company um, for the city and just a hardworking piece of that, but they were always very patient with me. And I think I'm able to bring that in in a calmness and that to the situation. But the persistence comes from a competitive nature where I'm very persistent. If somebody tells me they want to accomplish something, I'm relentless about how I'm going to help them and equip them to win. And I think that's what you look for. For me, at least, I see that as a great attribute in coaching because you do need someone that's going to be patient with your growth and patient with you as you're going through this journey in that season. But you also need somebody that's going to be persistent that is not going to give up on you, that's going to stay the course and going to work with you. And the experiences I've had over the 20 years in the business, I've, I've seen a lot, I've done a lot. And the last thing I would share is I have invested probably more than most in coaches and masterminds and mentors that if you were to take all of those hundreds of thousands of dollars I've spent 
and then put them in. I think that's where we're all uniquely gifted. If you were to take all of these greats, I'm able, I'm almost a reflection of probably over 50 people I could individually point to that they've made a difference in my life and how I think and how I act and how I behave. And so I think that's what people would get is years and years of experience then consolidated in a more modern um, kind of contemporary fashion that I'm able to deliver. And I think you know, deliver in a way that people can receive it because they'll sense my positivity and the things that I bring. But you also find that competitive nature with me is we're playing to win. We, we aren't playing for average and we aren't playing just to be in a game. We are absolutely playing to win. It's that having that champion's mindset, you know, that, uh, hey, we're always going for gold no matter what. And those are the type of people that have coached you from what, it, from what you're telling us and, and the way that you kind of reflect on that, on the, you know, the, the modern coach, today's coach on there. So love it, love it. All right, got a few more as we're getting ready, you know, to come to an end here. Uh, a lot of the time when I talk with my coaches or just the people around me, we talk about success and what does it take to be successful? And there's a lot of different things in, in, in my opinion, you know, willingness to fail, um, experimentation, partnerships, mentorships, but that's really, you know, kind of a small amount of what, you know, we, you know, when we talk about success, what it takes to be successful, willing to invest in yourself and then willingness to define success. A lot of the times we don't define success because if we do, it scares us. If we don't hit it, then we have in essence defined failure. What do you feel is a key attribute with, with your upbringing, with your, your champion's breed mindset? What do you, what is a key attribute when it comes to being successful and creating success? He never quitting. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, there'll be times that you're going to not feel like doing something, right? Whether it's a workout, whether it's to make a sales call, whether it's to go and take that course or, you know, hire a coach, whatever it is in front of you. You know, I've, I've realized in my life is shortening that time between when I realize I need to do something and taking action is the difference between truly winners and losers. Because there's many of us that we know today I need to go do this, the mindset of a winner, and I believe what has really helped fuel a lot of my growth is I wasn't the smartest. I wasn't the brightest. I wasn't the best looking. I wasn't the most talented. I didn't have all those, like really any of those, those things. But what I started to realize early, even in my kind of collegiate and professional days was if a coach gave me feedback, I was the one willing to go implement and take action on it that day. And that is the difference I have found where when you receive feedback or you know you need to take action in your business or on yourself, if you can take action today, most people will say, and you've heard this, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start next week. Let me just tell you, that is the difference between mediocrity and average and the people that are actually winning in life. And so it's not comfortable and you're going to feel like it's not comfortable at first. But I can tell you, once you get in a rhythm and you realize what I know I need to do today, I act on today, that mindset and that belief, you start acting and putting your feelings aside, you will see that correlate to every area of your life. And I've just found that that would be a key attribute, I would say, because you hear all the other ones out there and yes, you know, they've, they've got their place, but that one change could make the difference in you being successful at a huge level and just kind of playing the game at average. Yeah. And there's, there's people like you, people like me, the, the listeners that we've got, we're not here to play average. It just doesn't do us any good. Doesn't get us motivated. Doesn't get us up because that's not who we are. And there's a, there's a big difference between implementing now or saying, I'm going to get to it because I need to finish this show. We'll just leave it with that. <laughs> so, you know, I feel that there's there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like the winds come in easier when the world is winning. But I think ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze. And the world still has some form of squeeze that we're feeling, you know, a little bit of a hangover from uh, 2020. 
What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Well, so we just laid out, we, we were going to accomplish this year a goal, which was crazy. Um, when I started, our team was doing about $250 million in annual production, which is awesome. I mean, it's really good. Uh, we were outside the top 15. We just moved where we'll do over $3 billion this year, which huge growth. And that's a little over three years. So in our fourth year, and I wrote out our master plan and I got all of our leaders to give me input. We wrote out our plan to get to $10 billion in the next five years. And so what I'm working on right now is that next group of leaders with our team, how I can be a better coach and share some of those insights that I have with where they are. Because 15 leaders on our team, they're all very different spots, different upbringings. And so what we're trying to do is move together as one unit. And what I'm trying to be is the leader that they need me for right now, which is coming out of a market that was crazy chaotic. We had different pressures than we have now and be more visionary as I share the vision for where we're going forward and bring them along in that journey. And I think that's, that's the next generation. When I look at great leaders versus I would consider myself good, right? Like I have a lot to work on. I still have a lot of areas and blind spots probably as well, but sharing that vision and bringing the team together. Uh, Jocko talks about this, one of my favorite books, Extreme Ownership. He talks about decentralized command. And we're working on that right now with our group of equipping and empowering them at a local level to make decisions. But then I need to do a better job and share that vision, cast the vision for the next five years. So people wake up excited, knowing they're part of something bigger than themselves. And then they become the leaders that bring on the next generation of leaders. And then we scale this out. So that's where I'm at. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm working on some other tactical things like public speaking, um, speaking on some more stages, doing the podcast. So there's some things around that just with fundamentals that I want to continue to get better at. Uh, but right now, those are the things that I'm, I'm laser focused on. I'm sure there'll be others, right? That just kind of come along with it. But that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Empowering other people to be able to make decisions. So you're not paralyzing them. They're like, I've got to have Brian to be able to do this. You then can't do anything because you're sitting there problem solving for them. Once they have the power, they realize I'm not going to blow it up. Even if I screw up, we can fix this because I've got the right people around me. It's amazing. Just yeah. saying, you got this. Don't worry. You know, and then, you know, if you have someone that's like, no, 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 I, you know, when you have the right people, if they're fighting you, liberating them, then you probably don't have the right person. So, so um, yeah, we talk yeah. about this entrepreneur mindset and we share that. And so part of my job, I really envision as being that on the field coach with them. And I, to your point, I want you to go make decisions. I want you to go try this. I want you to go to do this. And then we're going to debrief. We're going to see how it went. And yes, I will give you feedback, but that's, that's the best way. So I'm excited about it. this next chapter for us is. Uh, we started, we only had two leaders on our team and now to have 15, it's and they're the right 15. So I'm excited about this next chapter. How many people, so right now doing the three, you were at two, um, you know, quarter billion, now you're at 3 billion. How many people, how many producers are are doing that volume? And then I know you're wanting to go to 10 billion here in the next uh, five years, I believe. How many producers now are doing that? Because people that are listening, they're like, they're just hearing big numbers, but you know, I, I like to kind of like simplify that for them. Yep. So when I started, we were just around 20 and now we're at 130. Okay. Our goal by the end of the year is to be at 200. And so we've kind of mapped that and scaled that out. We know where that needs to be. And we're aggressively recruiting right now in this season as well, which is another area that we're working on with our team is how do you attract and recruit the right people to your team and, and then provide value so they stay and they help you attract other people. Uh, but, the, but those are where we're at. And so we're not only working on organically growing our team, because I'm looking at the average production has increased. We went from for what we call chairman's elite producers. They're like the best in the best. Like at financial services, you know, they recognize the top performers. We had four. This last year, we were up to 16. And my vision is how do we get to 25 by next year, right? And then how do we keep taking that forward? And so um, those are some of the real numbers, just breaking it down. 
Love it. All right. Last one. What is a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if anyone listening to this today implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they'd see a real impact on their business or personal life? So I was sharing this last week, and this is something I've taken for granted, is most of us are active on social media. And if you're not, you need to be, right? Because I, I believe we could go in a whole other conversation about why you need a personal brand, why people are going to research you and you need to have something that establishes your credibility and why you're the best and the person that they need to be aligned with. What I have done intentionally, I'll tell you the last couple of years, I have picked out, and it's usually 25 is kind of the right number for me of people that I like their content. I want to connect with them. I maybe even want to do business with them at some point. And I intentionally go onto their posts and I will leave valuable feedback. Not just nice job. Hey, great post. I'm actually going into it and reading it and giving thoughtful feedback with them. And I would say that has changed my, my game because I'm giving. I'm not looking to receive anything in return. I'm just going on and adding value. Not only did I learn from them, because these are people that their posts are thoughtful. They are good. But over time, what you'll find when you commit to this over 90 days, at some point, you're going to engage with this person. If not, it wasn't meant to be. You're not aligned. That's okay. Move on to someone else. But I have found that strategy alone has not only exponentially grown my recruiting efforts, my business development efforts. I found mentors. I found masterminds. I've got, I've got myself in rooms with people that are playing at a higher level that I want to be part of that. And so the multi kind of faceted wins that come from this, that's where you need to spend your time. So don't just go online. I say this, don't go online and be passive. Be active as you go on social media. And I use it as a tool. It is not a place for me to go check out and get out of the world. I'm very intentional. I am, I'm very strategic about how I go on there. And you'll see that that's really been for me a fuel that has allowed me to connect up with some amazing people I shared with you earlier. You know, Brandon, that are not only coming on the show, I'm on their show and they connect you. And what I want people to think about is you're only one person away. And I believe this, one person today away from your life changing. And it's because you reached out, you connected with them and you actually made a proactive effort. And so don't sit on the sideline and wait for it to happen. Go make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. They were the, I, I can tell you, anyone out there listening, I can tell you what Brian's saying is absolutely, absolutely unequivocally true. The, the proximity of the people that I've been able to surround myself with over the last few years still to this day is, is, is kind of mind-bending. And, and so listen to what Brian's saying. Reach out to him. Follow. Leave some thoughtful feedback or thoughtful remarks based off of what Brian's doing on social, through his coaching, through his podcast, wherever it is. And maybe if it's not Brian, it's someone else that you've heard on this podcast or someone else's. Start following and engaging. Don't just be like, love this post. You know, that's, I see that so often. So Brian, I appreciate what you brought to the Mastermind Effect today. We've got the VP of production at Lone Depot, the host of the podcast, Brian Covey Show. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Brandon, thanks for having me. Hopefully we add value and guys definitely connect up with me. I would love to support your journey wherever you are. And follow along as you'll see me actually implementing these tactics and things that I've talked about today. And you'll see it. We just don't talk about it. We're, we're all about it and we do it here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.